Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 672. I've always lived by this, and it's pretty simple. Before anything else, preparation is the key to success. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Dave DiMaria. Hey, Dave, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Mark, I am. Yes, I am. Looking forward to this. Cool. Great to have you here. Dave DiMaria owns Vintage Car Works in Inglewood, Colorado. There, he and his talented craftsmen have focused on the care and restoration of Porsche GT Carreras and Spiders. They've restored and race-prepped vintage Porsche models, including the 904, the 906, 550As, 718LMs, RS, Spiders, Carreras, and many, many others. And since the late 90s, his shop has become internationally known for restoring these iconic and rare vintage race cars. His restorations have earned first-place trophies at Concours events, including Amelia Island, the Pebble Beach Concours, Porsche Parades, and many others. And his projects have brought record prices at auctions. So Dave, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for old Porsches? Thanks, Mark. Appreciate being on your show today. You're welcome. I have to say, probably like many other of your guests, I feel I'm one of the luckiest people in the world, certainly one of the luckiest guys that I know. When I was a kid, literally, just out of high school, um, I started working on some of these early Porsches, fighters in particular, then Carrera GTs, with a uh, man who was just starting out his uh, long career in collecting these Porsches. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I've gotten to uh, meet some of the greatest uh, race car drivers from that era, as well as met so many people who've become lifelong friends uh, while working on some of them some very special cars. Well, you are a very fortunate guy, but, you know, that's come with years and decades, if you will, of hard work, I know, because I know a little bit about your your history. And I told Dave at the beginning of our uh, our show, or pre-show chat, that he's, he's playing with some cars, working on some cars that are very near and dear to my heart. I love old Porsche, especially the old race cars from the 50s and 60s. And, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to visit your shop someday and and meet you in person and see some of the work that you do because uh, spectacular things 
As we continue on your journey, Dave, I'd like to start with a success quote, some kind of saying or mantra that's been instrumental in forming your business and your success in your life. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Dave, take the wheel. Well, I've always lived by this, and it's pretty simple. Before anything else, preparation is the key to success. (laughs) Yes. Well, how have you incorporated that into what you do for your clients? Well, we do an awful lot of research on every single car that is in the shop. Every component is a detail. They're treated that way. And, uh, you know, that carries all the way through the restoration, even to the point of heading out to a concourse event where when the car goes into the trailer, the trailer's cleaned thoroughly. The car is literally put in a, co- in a cocoon and we head out to the event where when we get there, we unwrap it, we dust it, and we're ready. So we're not cleaning the car when we're out there. Um, We're having fun. Yeah. You know, and I know also, along with Concord preparation and restorations, you also deal with clients who actually drive their cars and enjoy them on racetracks and rallies like the Colorado Grand, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. I've got, got a picture of you, I think, with one of your clients that you're on the Colorado Grand coming around a corner. Yeah, that's actually an RSK. Nice, nice. Ah, man. Well, it's great to get to uh, to help your clients have a wonderful time with their cars and uh, and get to participate too. That must be really special. Once in a lifetime type of event, Mark. Truly special. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh my gosh, I put my thumb out for a ride like that. Well, let's go back in time. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment when you look back on your life and you realized? Oh, my gosh, I am really a car guy. You know, I I don't know that there's exactly one moment, but I can remember being like five or six years old, going places with my dad. And uh, so that'll put me back into like 1960, early 60s uh, to date myself here just a little bit. (laughs) And I'd stand next to him on the seat. And as we're going uh, wherever it was as he was driving, I would be naming off every single car or truck that uh, I saw. So I've just always had this passion for cars, and uh, it's never stopped. Uh, no, apparently so. And I understand you you got into the car restoration business, care business, right out of college, right? I did. Yeah. Um, actually, at the start, as I was going into college out of high school. Oh, wow. So I've been doing this now for pretty close to 40 years. <laughs> Gosh, holy cow. Master craftsman for sure. Well, you've been an entrepreneur for a long time, and that road is fraught with ups and downs and pitfalls and roadblocks and all sorts of things. So what I want to do now is take a look at some of those roads you've driven down and have you share a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way. Of course, the best part of this kind of a conversation is what did it teach you so you could move forward in a positive way? Yeah, that is a good question, and I think anyone who's been in business for any length of time um, has had their shares of ups and downs. Um, With me, um, it came in around 2010. I actually have two shops. One's a collision repair shop that focuses primarily on BMWs, Lexus, Mercedes, those kind of cars, Mm -hmm. and uh, in addition to the restoration shop. And we had been doing work for one dealership, uh, all of their customer cars, for many, many years, going back into the 90s. And uh, they brought some new people in from out of state, 
and decided that they were going to open up their own collision repair shop. Oh, so yeah. all of a sudden, two-thirds, three-fourths of my business um, was gone literally oh. overnight. Ouch. And so trying to, uh, you know, hang on, figure out what you're going to do to regroup. Mm -hmm. The economy still wasn't very good at that time from 2008. So people weren't spending as much money if it was coming out of their pocket. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I did pretty much whatever I needed to. Went out knocking on doors, talking to fleet companies, businesses, seeing whatever, what work I could bring in. And uh, we were able to keep the doors open. Um, we didn't lose any staff, and uh, we cut costs as much as possible, made sure that the employees were paid before I was ever paid, and uh, we just hung on. Yeah, yeah. So, What's a, a great takeaway that you learned from that experience? Never give up and just work hard no matter what, and uh, don't lose faith in yourself. Um, just try and always do the right thing, and things will work out. Well, all all great words of wisdom from a guy who's lived through it. And had to deal with it. And kudos to you for sticking in there, man. I can't believe uh, how frustrating that must have been. But uh, yeah, that happens sometimes. A business has changed. It's no fault of your own. They just make a new direction or a new owner comes in with new friends and another business. And all of a sudden, boom, a big chunk of your business is gone. Well, we're glad you're still here. I think it's interesting, too, that you have two very different businesses in the sense that one is very high-end restoration, one is collision repair, because those are kind of two different worlds, but I assume they kind of help each other when one is down and the other's up, right? You know, they do, and uh, fortunately, both shops are up right now, and in the collision shop, we've got some amazing customers and projects that uh, basically one car will go out the door and another one replaces it from that same owner um, pretty much anymore. Wow. But the differences between collision and and restoration, um, other than the production, they're insurance company driven where you've got to get the work out the door as quick as possible, get them out of the rental car and so on. We still uh, utilize quite a few things, practices and procedures from the restoration shop to go just a little bit above and beyond to make sure that the work is the best we can. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a a career aha moment. It's one of those times when a new concept or a new idea comes to mind to kind of head your business down a new path. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, Mark, I had a very special client who I started working uh, for just out of high school when I started college. And he, was start, he began collecting Porsche Spiders and Carrera GTs. And so as I worked my way through college, I ended up having a, a pretty bad skiing accident, which caused me to not be able to work for about a year. Ooh. And so during that time, I was actually recruited by an engineering company to go and work for them. And I was traveling an awful lot, went through different phases of the company, but my heart was always in Porsches. Mm-hmm. And so as time continued on, I worked part-time for this particular client. And I realized that my heart really was in cars and not equipment. And so coming up with the uh, 1998 Monterey Historics where Porsche was featured. Oh, yeah. I remember that one well. That was a great yeah, year. <laughs> it, was an ama- it was an amazing event. Yeah. And we had six Porsches that uh, myself and four other uh, gentlemen, all experts in their field, 
were responsible for getting ready to uh, prep for the race and for concourse. Mm -hmm. One car was a 558 Spider that we had, which actually got invited to Pebble Beach on Sunday. So Pebble sends out judges, takes a look at all the cars out there, and asks several of the owners with their particular cars that they feel would be a good match out on the field with all the other show cars um, to have uh, on the field at Pebble Beach. So, you know, just getting back into the restoration from a part-time business, although that was pretty full-time, although it was pretty full-time for the uh, um, Monterey event, mm -hmm. um, that made me realize that that's where I really need to be. And I decided I was going to open up another shop and uh, do this full-time again. Well, kudos to you to following your passion and Realizing that's where you need to be in life. Um, many people do, but they don't take that bold step to move forward and do something about it. And it can be certainly frightening and scary. And sometimes you don't know how you're going to get there. I think your, uh, your client and all the other clients you've had are very, very happy you did what you did. So very cool. I know that your cars have won many, many awards. You sent me a list. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. What's your proudest career moment? My proudest career moment, I guess, would have to be actually. Last year in 2015, we had an extremely busy year with events. I think we did seven events. Five, we took five firsts, two seconds, and one of the firsts was at the Porsche Parade in French Lick, Indiana, where with a 66 911, we won our class, we won our division, uh, we won best overall restoration, and we also won a Gamund Award, which was for the highest number of points with. I think it was 298.4 points out of 300. So oh, wow. That was pretty special, and it was something that, you know, in addition to the proudest moment with the cars, it also made me the proudest with my crew because I couldn't have done it without them. Ah, fantastic. Well, congratulations. What a year. Well, let's go back in time and have a little bit of fun. What was your first really special car? And Maybe you could share a memory you have with that vehicle. Well, it was back, I guess, it was in about, 74 I bought a 914.6 oh cool and uh, I still own the car and it's just one of those cars that's really fun to drive mm -hmm. prior to that I actually had a 72 914 uh, I got that car when I was in high school but it was a four-cylinder car and it didn't really sound like a Porsche to me <laughs> yeah so so I had to I had to get a something that sounded like a 911. I yeah. love the 914, so the 914.6 made sense. With still having that car, it's got steel GT flares on it now, a 2.8 liter um, six in it, and uh, 930 turbo brakes, and it's just really a kick to drive. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. And my goodness, those things have sure shot up in value. I saw one uh, for sale this week on Auto Kennel for, I think it was $109,000. And you kind of go, what? I mean, 914, even a six. Who would have thought they'd ever be worth that kind of money? But uh, it's very cool, too, that you have the car that you first got. That is really special. I know so many guests on the show have wished they still had that first car, but they had to let it go. So Again, congratulations for hanging on to that. And I love the, the flares and uh, the little bigger motor. Uh, sounds like a kick. I had a um, 2.0 liter, 73, for a short time, and that car was pretty fun. I've always had 911s, but, yeah, I've driven the uh, 914.6, and, uh, man, they're so nice. So that's great. How about a car that you let go that you wish you had back in your garage, the old seller's remorse tear in the eye, 
Is there one that comes to mind? You know, there is, except uh, it's going to be a little different than uh, Porsches. When I was in high school, I was really into drag racing, and uh, I had a 68 Dodge Dart GTS that, you know, was a a low 12-second car in the quarter mile, and it's just so completely different than sports cars. I let that one go. I actually uh, bought the 72 914 after I sold the Dodge, but I guess I kind of compensated for letting the Dodge go by buying a uh, 66 GT350 Shelby carryover car um, quite a while ago as well. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that is a little bit different than your Porsche world having a Dart, but uh, point-and-shoot car for sure. Absolutely. Totally different and a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, let's talk about the upcoming New Year. We're right towards uh, coming up on the New Year's Eve here on this show. And uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about what are you working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? Well, just about everything we have in the shop is is fun. And that really goes back to the customers first, Mark. Mm-hmm. And I've got so many good customers, customers who've become lifelong friends. But as far as the, a list of some of the cars, we have a, uh, a Porsche RSK. It's mm. one of the first 10 RSKs, one of the prototypes. There's a 73 Carrera, R- Carrera RS. Ooh. We've got, I think there's four 67 911Ss, including one that uh, was one of Peter Gregg's street cars oh, nice. um, back in 67, 68. There's a 64 Carrera 2 Coupe. We're also finishing up a 1916 Chevy. So we've got 100 years of difference in cars in the shop. A 1916 Chevy. A Chevy Baby Grand. Oh, wow. It's just remarkable to see the differences in in how the automotive industry was 100 years ago, what they did, how they made the cars with the wooden frames and and everything else. Pretty phenomenal. Yeah. All the years when my children were growing up, they're adults now, but I always took a picture of them in a cool car because I was working in an industry that surrounded me with neat cars. And one Christmas, we did a 1907 Cadillac from the LeMay America's Car Museum. And I got to spend a day with that car, crawling around it, looking at it. And it really was so simple but so intricate. And when you think about how old that car was and the fact they were reproducing these things over and over, all handmade and how it was all done with a piece of Paper and a pencil, no computers or, you know. Oh, I know. Just amazing. Yeah, works of art. It is. Yeah, very, very cool. I mean, even the the clutch friction material is leather. Yeah, yeah. It's just incredible how the innovation that they did back then and and how they made things work was really special. But my goodness, your shop sounds like a museum right now. I've got to get over there to Inglewood, Colorado and visit you because uh, I think I could spend a whole day there drooling all over the cars. But Sounds fantastic. You're welcome anytime. Well, thank you. Here's a very introspective question for you, Dave. Kind of a silly question in some cases, but I always love asking it. If Dave was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? You know, for me, that's actually pretty simple one to answer because I've been around the early Porsche race cars so long, and I would have to say, you know, other than going to like a 917 if you go back to the spiders, the the center steer RSK is my absolute favorite. Mm. So that would be my choice. <laughs> nice. And 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 the reason is uh, Porsche was was so good at interpreting the rules and 
doing things with the rules that no one else ever envisioned. Mm-hmm. And specifically with the RSK, they only made five center steer versions. And what was unique about this is you could drive the car in either left-hand drive for sports car races, or you could uh, move the seat over, the shift lever, the pedals, and, and so on, change the cowling out, and you'd actually be sitting in the center of the car, mm. which helped with center of gravity and uh, so on and handling. And Porsche took advantage of the rules for Formula 2 racing that said, uh, well, it didn't say that the cars actually had to be open-wheeled. Mm-hmm. And so being a small company and not having an awful lot of money in the racing department or budget, they basically used the same car for two different classes of racing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a phenomenal concept. And, and that's what's so unique and special about Porsche all the way through today. You're the first one to select that car, but I understand completely why you would select that having lived around these cars for so long. And, oh, what a cool car, too. I've seen those in person and at Laguna Seca Racing. And, yeah, the innovative nature of Porsche back in the day was uh, phenomenal. Still is today when you look at what they're producing. So very nice answer to a sometimes difficult question. Well, Dave, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe, I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Dave, we are back and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. 
What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I think early on working on cars that uh, um, needed restoration, someone told me that rust never sleeps. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, the tin worms are always working, aren't they? Yes, they are. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate that stuff. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? You know, it's just I work hard, Mark. I start my day early. I'm always here before the crew. I line up my day. I make my notes. I review. I walk through the shop. I review the projects where we ended up from the night before and then lay out priorities for um, what we would like to get done today. Mm-hmm. Go through that with the guys. And generally, I'm the last guy up. Uh, locking the door at night. Yeah, you know, I had uh, Art Morrison on the show. He and his son Craig were both been on the show, and they, uh, of course, designed to build chassis for hot rods and things. And he was saying he gets into his office at like a quarter to four in the morning. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, I'm an early riser, you're an early riser, but he said the same thing. He just wants to be there early, get everything set up for the day. So, yeah, that hard work, tenacity, persistence, it does pay off over time, but it it doesn't come as an overnight success, that's for sure. No, it doesn't. How about a resource? There's lots of them these days, but is there one or two in particular that you could share with us? I can. And, you know, other than my network of uh, friends and restorers, I utilize the Internet an awful lot. Mm-hmm. And in, with respect to the Internet, the 356 registry and wow. also the early 911S registry are both good sources uh to look up uh, parts for sale and different things about the cars. Oh, absolutely. I'm a member of both of those organizations. They're great resources for automobiles and friendship and and everything. So I'm glad you mentioned those. Um, If I can also offer one other thing, too, um, as a resource, if any of the listeners have any questions about something that they're working on, um, they can always send me an email, nice. and uh, I'll do my best to help them out. Well, that's very kind of you. We'll make sure we post that on your Cars Yeah show notes page at carsyeah.com. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? There is, and this is one that I actually um, have on a CD, and oftentimes when I'm going out to an event, I'll listen to this over and over you know, on different trips. Mm-hmm. And it's a book called Outliers, The mm. Story of Success by Malcolm Gladwell. Yes, Gladwell. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and this is really an interesting book where he examines some of the world's best and brightest people like Bill Gates, Bill Joy, and even the Beatles, mm-hmm. you know, and talks about how they became successful. And without giving too much of the book away, one of the main things that's a constant theme across whether it's a, a rock star band or a, an industrialist or someone who's um, started their company that's very successful is the amount of time that they put becoming an expert. Mm. And it's generally somewhere in the order of at least 10,000 hours required by everyone before they're actually an expert at what they do. Yeah. You know, it goes back to that comment I made about no overnight successes. Uh, I think uh, I once heard a rock star mentioned that, and uh, he said, uh, yeah, it was an overnight success. It only took 20 years of overnights. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that myself. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Gladwell has some great books. I really enjoy his books. They're quick, easy, short reads, but they really get to the point. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these great resources on Dave's very own show notes page at carsyad.com slash Dave DeMaria. And Dave's last name is spelled D-I capital M-A-R-I. 
A, and there's another great place on the Carshow website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book by Gladwell and all the past guest books are listed. There must be a thousand books listed there. It's a great resource for you listeners to go to the Carshow website, Guest Recommended Books. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Dave, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, what would that car be, and more importantly, why? Mark, I think here I'm going to have to uh, cross party lines. Uh-oh. Say that. Yeah, and move from Porsche and go over to the Ferrari camp with the 250 GTO. Ah, oh, okay. Well, you just broke the bank on that one. <laughs> I, I know. Sorry to do that to you, but since you were offering. Yeah, of course. Yeah, be careful what you ask for. You might get it. Well, the yeah. two, I mean, it's, it's silly to even ask this question, but what is it about the 250 GTO that, that you love so much? It's just iconic. You could drive it to the racetrack, and then you could destroy your competition. You could take it out for a Sunday drive. Um, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I've had uh, many guests on the show. And, you know, there is a, I think there's a blue one for sale right now that maybe I could get for you. They're, they they don't come up for sale very often, and somebody keeps telling me that uh, this could be the most expensive car ever sold when it finally gets sold. So uh, I'm going to get out my big golfer's checkbook for you and write you a check. You don't mind it being blue, do you? No, no, that'd be fine. <laughs> that'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> kind of thought you'd answer that way. Oh, the GTO. Well, my son's smiling right now. That's his favorite car. I've, t- I've taken him to so many car events as he was growing up. And the year that all those GTOs were at Laguna Seca, he was just in awe uh, as we stood on top of Bruce Canapa's trailer and watched him go around the track and race. That was an amazing day. So nice choice, my friend. I'm surprised you parted from the Ferrari or the Porsche camp, but I, I see why. I understand. So. Well, Dave, you've taken me on an awesome ride today, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off down that mountain road in Colorado in your very own Ferrari 250 GTO? Yeah, I sure can, Mark. This is something that I try and uh, live by as well, and it's another little saying, which is try not to become a person who only focuses on success, but rather try to become a person of value. I love that. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? Um, the easiest and best ways right now would be by telephone, mm-hmm. which is 303-459-4626, or email, which is vintagecarworks at gmail.com. Probably somewhere in the first quarter of next year, we'll have uh, a new website. My existing website is just old and antiquated and very outdated. Time for a restoration. So uh, we'll look forward to that. All our listeners, I'd encourage you to check out what Dave is up to. And of course, many of you have been to all these Concord events, have seen his work on the lawns and and probably awed over it as I have. Fantastic. And you'll find everything that Dave has shared again at his show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Dave in the search bar and that page will pop right up with links. We'll look forward to your new site. Dave, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!